0: Episode 16 of Flyover Politics here on anchor.fm slash flyover politics. My name is Adam.
1: And I'm Sean.
0: And we are in day one of Joe Biden's America, Sean. Are you fucking pumped or what? Huh? Huh? No.
1: Like, yeah. Am I pumped that Trump is gone? Yeah. And he, like, in the most, like like, pleasant way that I could like you just slinked off to Florida kind of like goodbye everybody i'm going to florida my grown sons are crying over there did you see the the yeah fuck yeah dude yeah i watched a little bit of the the speech
0: so where so he he had a like a proper speech which i had queued up um i was yeah. going to play a little bit of it
1: I didn't watch that at all. Okay, I just so saw well, the, like the crying sons, and he slinked off down to Florida. Well, he did. And then, he
0: did the podium speech, and then today yeah. he took a helicopter. Did he officially leave the White House this morning?
1: Yeah. Okay. So, he, I th- oh, I I think so.
0: I thought I saw a shot. Yes, uh, he officially of, left this morning. Okay, of the presidential helicopter, um, and then he t- he took that to another location to give his speech where uh, Andrews. Where Okay. Where his family was, was crying and yeah. Yeah.
1: Andrews. So, so Andrews is where Air Force one, Air Force two, that's where the wing that manages the presidential uh, everything. So the transport. So like, it's funny when, if you're ever in Iowa at the same time, the president, you will know, it's kind of a secret. The presidential movements are, you know, kind of a secret. They don't advertise them too much in advance, but when the president comes to Cedar Rapids, they land this massive fucking Air Force plane in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa Airport. And then they have they unload the beast, they unload the, the SUVs, they unload a helicopter, and the helicopter starts circling ahead. And the the tail of this plane is higher than the tower. And so you can see it from fucking Walmart. And then you know, like as soon as that fucker lands, you can you see it like hang in the sky and it comes and lands. You see it parked there, and you're like from Walmart, you're like, oh, president's gonna be here in less than three days. <laughs>
0: yep, yep, no, it's true. And I've I've watched that. Uh, well, Sean, where Sean used to be my neighbor, for those of you, I think we've talked about this before. Um, and we, I, I live, Sean used to live near uh, the, the airport. So every time Air Force One would visit Cedar Rapids, it would fly over our houses. Um, and yep. the last time I, I didn't see it when he was here for the Durade show, but prior to that. I was uh, I was driving home, and they actually extended the Secret Service all the way back to 380, um, the exit to to get mm-hmm. to the airport. So I had to w- fucking wait uh, at this stoplight for like 30 minutes because they had to clear his return back to the airport. Mm-hmm. And I just sat there and I I had to stare at a secret service dude for about 20 or 30 minutes. And then I eventually was, <laughs> was not was not talkative, by the way. Did not want to talk to me. Did not can want I to go. Th- just very I was like, I was like, dude, I live I'm trying to take a left, your garden <laughs> to the right. Let me he, go, man. He's like, he's like, you can turn around. I'm like, dude, I can't turn around because What's I have to get back on the highway? highway. Yeah. And he's like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. And, but it it was cool though, because I, I remember I got home. Had a big fat steak. I was grilling on the back. I was grilling in the backyard. And I look over and I see that big fucking Air Force One bus fly. I was like, Jesus, that thing is huge. It is just massive. So that was kind of cool to see that. Um, And then I heard Sean like two houses up going, that motherfucker. (laughs) It would have been great though to hear you like in the background. (laughs) Don't fly over my house, you piece of shit. Damn you. But it was uh, was cool to get that. But um, so there was... Well, today was. uh, There was a lot of people that were very excited about today. So I'm trying to be nice, Sean. But I was like, it's not that. I mean, I I know people are. I I think people were happier about the fact that Trump was leaving than they were about. There you go. But there were the same
1: reason everybody voted for Joe Biden. Yeah, they were happy about today. Like there was Trump is done.
0: Fucking pumped about Joe Biden though, and I'm kind of like, all right. And there are
1: and and I I, my feelings on the matter.
0: Give him the day, I guess, is what I.
1: Yeah, I okay. That's what I did. I kind of stayed off Twitter. I didn't interact. I opposed like, let, to
0: previous days this week where let, in Twitter fights. Let them randomly. Let them
1: have their day. Let them have their day. Uh, but I I looked at today and I was I was hope like I was hopeful. I was happy that Trump is like officially no longer our president. Yeah. Um. I and and I was kind of looking for this moment to be some kind of feeling. And I didn't get it. <clears throat> you know, I, I was looking for it to be, and maybe it's because I was working, and so it was kind of like, you know, oh, I can watch it on mute uh, next to me, and then I still have to work on this fucking PowerPoint as uh, eight people critique it on a fucking phone call. But, <laughs> but um, the, the, my feeling on Joe Biden as president are things are going to go back to the Obama normal, right? They're, they're going to go back to a pre-Trump normal which is what spawned Trump, right? So the the feelings that that made people can like congeal around Trump, or to coalesce around a figure like that, is what Joe Biden, to me, as a politician, his entire life is represented. It's it is a um, meritocracy. <clears throat> that he has built around himself and a meritocracy that they have decided who their peers are going to be, and it ain't me and you, right? No. It ain't Trump voters, right? So the, the the disaffection that that people feel from a a class of people like that running our government is still going to like be the way this is gonna be run, right? Somebody and so put out,
0: somebody put on a tweet of all the corporate donors that uh, contributed to the inauguration right? I I'm like, oh God, well, here we go, everybody. It's like right. Back back and, to the old way we had it before Trump.
1: I mean and, and, and that isn't good enough. It's not good enough for me. It's not good enough for you. It's not good enough for the Trump voters who wanted something different. I didn't like what Trump represented, but I understand the people who wanted something different. Yeah. And thought that he was going to manifest that for them, right? Yeah. So the the brokenness of the way our system is built, in that it reinforces politicians who give favors to corporations who pay f- for the campaigns of the politicians who give like that circle jerk that happens. He he could have he represented or could have rep could have uh, broken that cycle, and he, he chose not to. But to a lot of people, that's what he represented. And now we're going back to, I think, an era of some level of decency in the way that our government um, doesn't like go out and exacerbate things. But it's a government that's built to comfort the comfortable and afflict the afflicted. Mm -hmm. And I just didn't get the sense of like excitement about what today represented, because it's still a fight. It's still a fight, but it's against somebody who's indifferent, or I feel is indifferent, than someone who is actively malicious against the goals that I think are necessary for America to thrive.
0: Well, I was just kind of trying to figure out well, I, I, first of all, I was just like, well, how did we get here that Joe Biden is now swearing in on that Cheesecake Factory size Holy Bible?
1: Um, this is a massive fucking bible. There was
0: a lot of jokes that it looked like the cheesecake factory menu the yeah. holy bible. It was huge. It was just like this I was like at first he sat down and I'm like what the fuck is, is that? Is it
1: handwritten on vellum? I didn't even I get the background know, of it. Like where it was, did it come from?
0: It was and again, we we knew you know that religion was going to be pretty big uh with Biden cuz he's the is he the second Catholic ever to hold yeah. office now? I think so. Cuz JFK was the first. Um yeah. Cuz uh you know, uh a lot of that was you know the mob influence and how how the the whole Catholic faith and that whole that that could be a podcast in itself. But um, but he but he, he's talked about it, so we, I knew that was going to be part of the ceremony. Um, and then the other thing that kind of caught me off guard too was the I, I clicked over to the official Biden Harris stream because they were promising camera shots that the networks weren't going to get. So I was like, okay, I'll watch this on YouTube. And they the only thing they had really different was you were you would see what was taking place behind the scenes before they walked out. That was really the only difference. Mm. Um but it was strange, it was like golf commentary with, Hey, look who's here, Sean. I see uh, former president Bill Clinton and then And, uh,
1: now, and now Now we watch the yes. routine handing of candy <laughs> by George like Bush to and here it is, the handoff of the <laughs> Werthers original. Oh no, I I'm sorry. It looks as though he stiff. switched it up. It's a rather festive jolly rancher.
0: Quite tasty, quite tasty this time of year, especially with the flurries, keeps you nice and warm and comfy. Uh by the way, Joe uh fucking uh your boy Bernie stole Twitter meme world today with his little mitten coat and there fucking guy man. I love How how do you hate Bernie Sanders after like I know there's a lot of people that actively hate what he represents and like his policies and stuff but Fuck when, him. But when you see Bernie Sanders in like a Cole's coat and the mittens and just sitting there like disheveled, like, can we just fucking get this thing going, please like
1: <laughs> handmade mittens made by one of his constituents, oh really that okay. like yeah, like she's from Essex Junction, Vermont. I used to work for a company in Essex okay. junction, and i I love the area, and uh, it surprises me not a lick that there's a woman making handmade mittens to give them to Bernie Sanders <laughs> um but the you're a hundred percent right. Like, I, I I am not the type to build a cult of personality around a politician. I usually think that's gross and a little bit weird, but I'm going to tell you right now, I don't think there's anything that anybody could say or anybody could do to make me not love Bernie Sanders.
0: Well, I, I memed Sean this week for Sean's birthday. I had to do the... The my name is Bernie Sanders, and once again, I'm asking you to wish Sean a happy <laughs> birthday <laughs> donation because that that also took off during the the campaign. Um, his his little video that that took off and got memed to hell. So he's getting me. He's they're inserting the the Bernie Sanders crossed yeah. armed into all these historical scenarios now. We're it's hilarious. The World War II summit with Stalin and Eisenhower. Was not as was it Eisenhower and. Um, it was it was like that classic shot. FDR FDR, FDR, FDR,
1: Churchill, and Stalin, and
0: they have Bernie at the very, end. <laughs> just <laughs> sitting there at the end. I was like, oh god, it's it's getting meme to shit right now. I
1: I sat. My daughter had a a fifty minute dance class tonight, mm-hmm. and I sat there looking at Bernie memes for fifty memes? straight. Just just saved. I have like eighty of them saved, oh, dude, and I just texted them all to my boss. Like, they're Fuck so you. good. they Hope so you fun. enjoy this. <laughs> Hope you got data on your plan, bud, because you're getting an ass grip of fucking memes tonight.
0: The uh, the internet is undefeated when it comes to memes, and they just they waste no time. So it's it's. Great. But it
1: like there's just a love like you watch that dude walk down the stairs, and he's there, and to me it's indicative of someone who's there for the the occasion. Right. there's a marking that happens on that time and on that day that a peaceful transfer of power occurs Right, the most powerful nation in the world the largest economy in the world um, there is a peaceful transition of power and he shows up for that because that is important but he doesn't show up with all the pomp and circumstance he doesn't show up mm-hmm. with this like reification of this ruling class being something higher than everything else around them, right?
0: It did come off that way when they were doing the introductions. It looked like rich people getting yes. claps, and it was it was like it was like going to like a fancy dinner, and they're doing yes introductions, and it's yes, like, and now to your right, and it's like, right okay. It and good.
1: there's just like putting these people up on a pedestal that they have they they have they haven't earned the the to. In my mind, their actions haven't earned them the pinnacle of our society, that they have been, they have created this like spectacle of what this is Mm -hmm. that doesn't quite match their public servant status, right? Their,
0: Their output is not as good.
1: Right. And it's not, the things that they're doing aren't, it's for the pomp and circumstance and it's to mystify the process by which government works and that it's this kind of like, it, it reminded me of like watching the queen do something yes. where like, I don't know yep. all why she does what she does. She comes out with a fucking scepter and like a leopard skin cape and her crown. And she like does a benediction and then walks off and like, no one outside the british empire has any fucking clue what just happened (laughs) but to every british subject they're like wow oh my god the queen wow that was the most regal benediction i have ever seen from a monarch in 377 years from like you know and there's like there there's this like pomp and circumstance obfuscation of of Mm -hmm. of what they should be doing Mm By doing shit like that. And so for me watching that and watching Lady Gaga, whom I like, but watching her walk out and seeing all this pomp and circumstance in her dress. And it was like, her
0: "Hunger Games, and, yeah. yes,
1: this is Hunger Games. This is the whatever that district one or whatever the central district where like Hunger Games and like, and you're just like, and then Bernie's sitting there like, are we fucking done yet? Can I get back to, can I get back to fucking up Mitch McConnell's budget plans, please?
0: Which, by the way, Mitch McConnell showed up to the ceremony. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence also showed up to the ceremony. Both those dudes.
1: He looked like Mike Pence. Mike Pence looked like he had a stick shoved so far up his ass. And Mitch McConnell looked like a dried up used condom. And I just like watching those two dudes sit there and know like that they're like mildly. I don't give a fuck.
0: I, I honestly I mean so okay I, I do gonna, care I'm going to differ peaceful from transfer
1: peaceful transfer of power and all that but like they could have been them.
0: they could have been massive dicks and not showed up the way Trump did um, not that it's again it's there's there's no requirement that you have to be there but every every adult did it before them um, yeah. minus the some of the guys that we talked about way back in the 1800s.
1: But It's because they buy into the pomp and circumstance, right? Like, they're course. part yeah. of the obfuscation. They're part of that mystifying nature that, like, yeah. holds them. They are part of the class that is upheld by the shit show, right? Mm-hmm. But, that, I mean, so
0: I, I, just, I was thinking about the whole time, like, Obama giving a speech uh, two or three years before Trump decided to run for president, laughing at the idea of Trump ever becoming president and how that came back to haunt him. And then he still had to invite Trump into the White House, have that first one on one. And he still showed up and he still did the fucking exit with with Trump. He probably didn't Mm -hmm. want to do it, but he still did it. Um, And then we got the direct opposite. Not that now. Now, apparently, uh, when Joe Biden did get into the White House today, he did tell uh, the media that he did receive a letter from Trump. um, Mm -hmm. He called it a gracious letter and he said he wasn't going to share the details of the letter until he spoke to Trump uh, first. But he did say that Trump left him a letter. I know Pence left a letter to Harris. Um, but, you know, Pence actually did show up to the ceremony, though, and, and interacted with them. And, and at least there was some representation uh, of sure. that administration there at the ceremony today. But you're right. It is pomp
1: and circumstance. It's, they did the bare fucking minimum.
0: Yeah. I mean, but that's, what, I mean that's what you're supposed
1: to do. right. right. I, OK. I, I mean, I'll give him the benefit of doing the bare minimum.
0: Because if like, if like in four years, if, because uh, again, I don't know if Biden, you you made the prediction, which this leads me perfectly into what I was going to bring up. Uh, two podcasts ago, you predicted that Biden was going to have just one term and mm. that you, you had kind of spelled out a variety of different scenarios. However, I clipped you just saying that for about a minute. And then the response to your comments was interesting because I think people thought. That don't listen to the show frequently, that you were like a Trump supporter or a Republican, <laughs> because the way you worded it is how a Republican would have talked about Joe Biden running for president and then becoming president, and that oh he's probably just going to be there for four years, it's going to be a, you know whatever, and everyone's going to hate him and blah blah blah, and then we're going to start this this whole angry process all over again in the next you know two and a half to three years, but the response that we got from that clip was interesting. Um, uh, Ryan Droste, who actually uh, lives here in Iowa, lives uh, just north of us in Waterloo, um, uh, wrote, I, he was, this is what he wrote back, he goes, uh, regarding Biden being a one-term president, he goes, he's definitely going to be a one-term president because he's not going to run in 2024. I don't think it's a secret or a surprise. The more interesting conversation is, will he step down and just hand off the presidency to Harris prior to the end of his term, or does she have an advantage in the primaries as a sitting president and possibly no challengers on the Democratic side, or will she have to, you know, do the normal process of, of going against the full field of people? But um that one I haven't really contemplated, to be honest with you, the idea that he would not quite finish his term and then just kind of transition power to Harris and then bow mm-hmm. out that way. Um, that was an interesting one from Ryan. I didn't really think about that because I don't know. Was that anything that was on your radar when you were making those comments?
1: Yeah, I mean... I don't, honestly, I don't recall exactly the comments that I was making, but I, I don't. You just, you just said
0: he was going to be one-term president and that everybody that uh, voted for him because they hated Trump was going to, the shine was going to wear off quick is basically what you were saying.
1: Yeah. Oh, right, right. And the, Yeah, okay. So, um, I don't know how he'll leave office. Um, I don't quite think he's got all his faculties there, but Reagan was like knees deep into Alzheimer's by the end of his second term, and there, there are reports now that his his cabinet was considering the 25th Amendment on Reagan.
0: No shit. The second yeah. half of the term?
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, he his Alzheimer's was getting pretty bad. Wow. I and know. they were debating whether he had the faculties to be able to maintain the presidency. Huh. And I don't know whether... I don't know what... Joe Biden doesn't seem... He seems like he's lost a step, but he doesn't seem like he's lost all the steps, right? Maybe he's got a, a couple... Issues getting words out, but um, I don't know whether it has, <clears throat> I can't say as whether it's impaired his judgment, right? There are times when I get fucking tired, and I've been up with kids, and then like the next day I'm like, God, uh, eat your, whatever those are in your bowl, just eat them. And, you know, I yeah. I can't spit out the word, but it's because I'm tired, right? And he's yeah. like, he's like fucking 900 million years old. He's going to be tired too.
0: Officially the oldest president we've ever had, right, to date?
1: I don't know. I think I thought, so.
0: I thought Biden was the oldest president we've ever had. Now
1: I think so. I mean, it makes sense, uh, and I, I i that that fact seems to ring true from my recollection when I, when we were in the primaries. But um, but I don't know. How, he he, at some point, intoned that he was going to run and be a one term president. I do think that. It, I do think it's always been a good. It's always a good plan to have a popular vice president. I think Kamala Harris um, uh, is.
0: You, hold on a second. Did you just refer to her as being popular, or or are you just? Does, does yeah, I think it's a
1: good idea to have a popular vice president. And I think Kamala Harris is going to be one of the most popular vice presidents you've seen in a long time because <sighs> she's going to have to take a lot of action in but the I Senate.
0: Just, I think she's, I, 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 personally don't under, I mean, I, I know why she was chosen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think that I, I really think she's going to get exposed in this role like fast not like in a Pence <laughs> way. I'm saying in a, this, this is everyone is, nah, so caught, every, I, everyone is so caught up in this. In the, and yes, it, it was a special moment. This is the first time a woman has ever been sworn in as vice president. So I wouldn't. And, and again, I wanted a shit post to, today about that, but I went, you know what, that that's just kind of a dick move. It's it's today is not about that, but I I have some serious reservations when I listen to people tell me how great she's going to be when up to date, even as a senator, she's had some mm-hmm. massive flaws. And maybe I'll be totally wrong. Maybe, you know, three years from now, we'll have this conversation if we're still doing this and I'll have to eat major shit and eat crow and say, you know what? I was wrong. She stepped up. She got it done. I just don't understand why she's being put on this like pedestal as if she's already. Great. Oh, I,
1: I'm not putting her on a pedestal. I'm making. I'm making a prediction. A prediction. That she is okay. going to grow in her popularity. Okay. As a fifty-fifty Senate requires her to break ties and come out, I think that her team is smart enough and she's smart enough to come out and make some kind of grandiose gesture. Almost undoubtedly, you and I are going to sit here and go. <laughs>
0: yeah. Probably. Yeah. Mostly. But.
1: But that's going she's going to be a very visible vice president who's going to have meaning uh, an impact on policy and an impact on what gets passed and an impact on things that that become law. My hope and I'm crossing my fingers for those who can't see it uh, my hope is that they enact a progressive agenda that actually meets the needs. Of the like the material needs of Americans, right? So the 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 anger that fomented the you know uh, um, congealing or convalescing around Trump, that is met. There are people who get what they need. Their their um, communities start to come back. Um, the Green New Deal, if they if they pass it, can start providing people jobs that are dignified jobs, passing a minimum wage that people don't have to work three jobs to make rent things like that 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 I'm hoping that they push for and I think Kamala Harris if they do it, will be the one casting the deciding vote in the House that needs that, that is the deciding factor, right? So I think she's going to come out of this being very popular and I think that she's smart enough to recognize that there's a they're in a juncture in history to create a stark contrast between the party, the, the party that wanted a government so, str- so small you could drown it in a bathtub and then in a pandemic which required a strong federal response continued with that ideology to kill 400,000 Americans and what the Biden-Harris administration could do if they try, and and this isn't crazy shit, FDR did it, and he was the most popular fucking president in modern American history.
0: Yeah, there's, there's. Hey. I mean, you're. I don't, <clears throat> I don't think you're saying anything um, wrong. I just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of like, hope. a lot of ifs. It's a lot of ifs, yeah. and there, there
1: are two people whose track records. Don't seem to indicate that's the path they're going to hey, go down that's
0: why I was smiling when you were when, when you said the word progressive and, and Harris in the same sense no. the no
1: let, that let me break it to you from a dude who's <laughs> half a communist they are not the communists that you're worried about they, like, uh, first uh, off, you shouldn't be worried about communists and socialists You should be worried about authoritarians there's a difference there's a big and difference. and let me tell you Biden and Harris are not socialists and they are not communists oh
0: no if you talk to uh trump voters uh the the socialism started today at noon uh i don't know if you're me tell you from a socialist
1: (laughs) i am lamenting that the socialism didn't start today at noon
0: it's uh that 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 was the i mean obviously some people were joking like uh, david packman goes so like does the socialism kick in like at noon or one o'clock i don't i don't understand when this happens but um no, there's a there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of there were, there was some angry responses, not as much as I anticipated. Um, and there's a there's a, actually a few examples I I wanted to get into, but I wanted to read some more of the feedback to your your Biden prediction. Um, uh, my buddy Tom Van Stone said, uh, "Replacing Donald Trump with Joe Biden is like shitting your pants and then changing your shirt." So that was the- <laughs> <laughs> so that was a nice response, Tom. Thank you very much. Um, so. The, the, a lot of it was just kind of like off commentary stuff, so I didn't have it as much as I thought. So that's my a bad. bunch of
1: dudes that, asking about wrestling.
0: No, no, no. There was it was just kind of like they they heard what you said, but I, I got the impression that they that they weren't quite sure where you stood, and they were just because mm. a, a lot of assumption takes place when people give political uh, opinion, and I and I I know that firsthand because I'll start to totally like shit on Trump. And someone's like, "Oh, so you're like a full-blown Joe Biden?" I'm like, "No, I'm not actually." And then, then they, then the, the little head turn happens. Like, well, "Hey,
1: wait a minute!
0: Hold on a second! So if you're not this and you're not this, then how are you And like that?" Yeah, that's the uncomfortable. Concept. What are you
1: talking about?
0: I don't understand how you. It's either it's either blue or red in my book. That's how it goes. It's America. <laughs> You pick one and then you stick with it. You
1: pick a team like on football. Yeah. If the Chargers are playing the Cowboys, you can't be a Pats fan.
0: It's very true. No, it does feel like the NFL sometimes where you can't uh, cuz like I'm a Cowboys fan but like I'll I'll still like root for people in the NFC East and that's like blasphemy. And if you're I don't know what any was. of that meant. It's a division of, of the NFC. So, like, I'm not supposed to like the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not supposed to like the Washington football team. I'm not supposed to like the New York football giants. But if they get into the playoffs, I'm like, well, they're representing my division. So, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll go go with it. It's fine. But it's kind of like that with politics. Like, you're just not allowed to, you know, dip and dab there. You have to mm.
1: pick the. Yeah, pick a team. You got to pick the, a team and you got to go down with that fucking ship if it's uh-huh. going
0: down. And that's what a lot yeah. of people are doing right now today, unfortunately. They're going to. Yeah, speaking
1: uh, of going down. Uh, uh, so.
0: There, there was some funny examples, but we want to listen to, do, we, do you want to listen to what the, the first Trump farewell speech, what he said? Cause I, apparently you didn't sure. listen to it.
1: Yeah, let's do it. Chronologically.
0: I mean, it's, 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 you don't have to so I, I was listening to, um, Oh fuck. It's a guy from Kentucky who wrote a book about Mitch McConnell. And I, I'm sorry, I forgot his name, but he was on Bill Maher this week. I'm not usually a big Bill Maher watcher, but I had to watch this week because he came back and he had Kelly and Conway on and his first, She is his first question because she's she's a close personal friend of his and she's been on his shows for decades now. And the first question that he asked you and he he had this shit eating granny's like, so, you know, the last four years, what would you think? Did it go bad or anything? And he just had this big smile on his face. And of course, she had to give this, you know, her her normal response where she's defending uh, the president Trump. But um, let's go in chronological order, though. But there was a guy on there that was basically talking about on the panel, like, Hey, now that Trump's off uh, Twitter, you're not going to see him as much. Bill Maher disagreed. He's like, no, Trump will still find a way to get into the media and you know, he'll, he'll still, he'll still have some kind of a presence, um, in, in some form or fashion. But, um, I'm going to share this with Sean. So Sean can see what I'm looking at.
1: I'm trying to find that book. But it don't matter, fuck It's it's a, he wrote I'm a book around. about
0: Mitch McConnell about how evil Mitch McConnell is. Um, and he's a radio show host. I forget his name, so my bad, dude. I could look. Yeah, at the, no, fuck, the, I don't care. The no, guest I, list, but
1: it's not gonna change my mind. I hate that fucker. Uh,
0: so this is tr- this was the Trump farewell address. This was not the one that he did uh today. Um, uh, this is I think he did this the day before. It was uh, Tuesday, because it was his last full day, so this is what, it, what Trump had to say. We
2: are a truly magnificent nation. All Americans were horrified by the assault on our capital. Political violence is an attack on everything we cherish as Americans. It can never be tolerated. Now more than ever, we must unify around our shared values and rise above the partisan rancor and forge our common destiny. It was about America first, because we all wanted to make America great again, we restored the principle that a nation exists to serve its citizens. Our agenda was not about right or left. It wasn't about Republican or Democrat, but about the good of a nation, and that means the whole nation. With the support and prayers of the American people, we achieved more than anyone thought possible. Nobody thought we could even come close. We achieved a series of historic peace deals in the Middle East, Nobody believed it could happen. The Abraham Accords opened the doors to a future of peace and harmony, not violence and bloodshed. It is the dawn of a new Middle East, and we are bringing our soldiers home. I am especially proud to be the first president in decades who has started no new wars. Above all, we have reasserted the sacred idea that in America, the government answers to the people. Our guiding light, our North Star, our unwavering conviction has been that we are here to serve the noble, everyday citizens of America. Our allegiance is not to the special interests, corporations, or global entities. It's to our children, our citizens, and to our nation itself.
0: See, it's a lot of the stuff that you were talking about, that why people were drawn to him because his can't... So there's a big difference in... Donald Trump, the campaign slogan person, and then what he actually did when he was in the White House. And this is unfortunately what happens to a lot of people that become president. They campaign on a certain set of standards and practices, Mm -hmm. essentially. And then they get there and people like, yeah, I I know you said that, but you can't really do that. So we're going to do this instead. And and it was was weird because like he was he was he he would. This is what scares me about this is that I'm listening to him say this shit and going like, I could go along with the idea of fuck Republicans and fuck Democrats. I could go along with that. I could go along with fuck special interests. I'm, I'm good with that. I agree with that. Um, but then he then he went and said, I didn't start any any wars. And I'm like, well, yeah, you didn't. But then there was this incident at the U.S. Capitol that you're condemning. But then I'm watching dudes that that uh, Sean and I watched this full length fucking video of this guy from The New Yorker that had a camera and in, in was filming the entire thing. And there's there's these dudes wearing MAGA hats going, my boss told me to come in here and do this. And they're referring to the president, President Trump. Mm-hmm. And that is the issue that I've really, I, I not even really an issue, it's like a bizarre for me to see people on Twitter openly supporting that that Capitol siege and still supporting Trump. And then Trump comes out and condemns it in, in this speech <laughs> And then the same people are like, "Yeah, but but Trump's a patriot though, and he's going to start the Patriot Party, and everything's going to be fine." And it's just there's just the, the 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 discrepancies. Like if you're if you're a grown adult and you don't see the discrepancies, I worry about you because you're not thinking straight. You're just picking. You're you're. It's like it's like going to a buffet. You're picking the things you like, and you're ignoring the stuff. Ah, I'm just going to pretend like I didn't yeah. hear you said that. It's very weird. Very bizarre.
1: It is. I- I have said this before, and it's not necessarily praise of Trump, but the manner in which he entered the White House—he did it himself. Yeah, for the most part, right? Like there Absolutely. were, there were corporate donors. He had the Mercers. He had Sheldon Adelson. He had a coalition of evangelicals behind him. But he—he he did it on his terms, and he blew up the norms of the Republican Party because i if you, and i if you go back into the archives um i probably and i know i predicted it was going to be scott walker and jeb bush slugging it out um at the end cuz they were the ones that had the most amount of money and basically donald trump came in and sucked all the air out of the out of the room scott walker dropped out in like 3 weeks and jeb bush was kind of like come on man Could clap. somebody clap right, right? so he entered the white house beholden to almost no one yeah except for the coalition that he formed um and he could do whatever the fuck he wanted and he found this out he could do whatever the fuck he wanted and people would back him up and he didn't do the things that would have actually been good for his constituents those people that are are weeping because they're distraught the man they thought was there fighting for him for them is out of the White House. He didn't actually wield the position, the, the power of the position he'd earned himself.
0: No, he just slid right into that Republican he, bubble. It was right. It was weird because he, he
1: he didn't he didn't do anything yeah. about the swamp. He made it deeper. He yeah. made it. He used the office to enrich himself and his family, and I, I just the. I don't know when we'll get another chance, like the chance that he had to blow up the system as it is the chance that the, the, what Bernie would do if Bernie was president and blow up the system as it is obviously isn't going to happen. Right. Like I don't
0: even know how much Bernie could do. I'll be honest with you. Like this idea that you're just going to come there and, it it just there there's this there's this weird thing where you can well, go well think out of
1: him. someone like I mean I'm I'm gonna agree with you but like think of somebody like Trump who has there's not beholden to anybody really because those people really just wanted to get into his White House exactly right and, and his his donors really wanted to get into his White House and he is leading them around you know by the balls like yeah. Mike Pence doesn't believe in any of that shit that he's doing. Ta- yeah. Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley are out there like prostrating themselves to to hopefully be the ones that they think are going to wield his followers but like the senate followed him the he's done blatantly illegal things by tweeting them out or going in front of cameras and going i'm doing illegal things because i'm Donald fucking Trump and then no one will prosecute him. He doesn't get impeached or he does get impeached twice, twice. he won't get in re- he won't get removed because he's yeah. got that party by by the, you know the short short hairs. But he could have wielded that to actually do popular things and he chose not to. And that's my problem. And and yeah. you're right, I don't know if Bernie has or any other politician has just the complete lack of self-awareness that allows them to plow through things. And when they're catching heat for the f- stupid thing they did, they just intentionally go out and do another stupid thing. So everybody moves on.
0: Well that's the whole premise of uh, this idea of like, oh we're gonna we're gonna start our own party called the Patriot Party. But it's like I looked at that I'm like, well good luck because yeah. I mean, you you attached yourself to a GOP party that was really, really struggling uh with how they were combating the barack obama era like they just flat mm-hmm. out couldn't compete like he was just it, they just couldn't like they they had nothing and then there was that
1: moment well i, I wouldn't i wouldn't say that because the 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 gop during the obama era took over a thousand seats nationally they right? did they, they lost did the, yes, double they digits in governor's They, Barack Obama, lost a supermajority in both houses.
0: He did, but he still retained his presidency, though, and that's the difference between this and Trump. Is that Trump did actually historically worse than Barack Obama did? He lost the House, he lost the Senate. Uh it it just it fell apart, and it's so strange to see him attach himself to the Republican Party, and and just reading op-eds about how he used to mock the Republican party. But now you're you know, but now mm-hmm. you're seeing this this flip though of the people that were ardent supporters of his that are now saying fuck, you know, fuck the GOP, fuck Republicans, we're going to start the Patriot Party. And I'm I'm seeing that word patriot uh being used a lot on Twitter. Like he was hashtagging the other day. Mm-hmm. Um people that really there, there's there's a there's a sizable amount of people, I think it would surprise you, Sean, that that saw that US Capitol siege and liked it. Like thought it was great.
1: No, like, it doesn't surprise me. And like, then i I've all I understand I, I understand I, I fully to, the ramifications of that.
0: I talked to a lot of people that honestly didn't know why I was acting like it was a big deal. And and but again, I, I'm like, Well, why don't you take a look at this video and watch this and then get back to me? And then a lot of them mm. did change their mind a little bit. But there, there is like a there's like a shift kind of taking place. I am noticing. I don't think a Patriot Party would be successful. Um, I mean, yes, you could probably. I don't, I don't know if it would be like a Ross Perot situation where you are sucking votes away from from. It absolutely
1: Trump. will be. You think like it would
0: be that, successful in that sense, like to suck votes oh yeah. away, maybe? Oh yeah, but, but like, I am mean, like, talking like like to take the presidency is what I am saying. Like it's not. Oh fuck no, no, it's no, not going it to get be. that level, but it could yeah. it could build up some of it, it. It's interesting only to on look the right at, wing. Well, only on the right wing, but like if you th- if you take into the a factor, the 70, what was it? The 74 million people that voted for Trump uh, mm-hmm. the, the the second time around. Imagine you could get like, <clears throat> I don't know, like 40 million of that, 50 million of that, because um, because you're really going to see the the true nature of the average voter of I'm I'm the guy that always votes Republican or I'm the guy that always votes Democrat. And occasionally, well, not occasionally, it's rare when people switch, but. There's that, oh, you can't vote third party, Sean, because you're just throwing your vote away. So then when this Patriot Party rises up, if that's what's going to happen in, in the next three years, how sizable of a chunk would that eat out of a national election? Or even as, like you were make, making the point, how that would play in with midterms or something? I don't know. I Again, that's that's to be determined. But there's a lot of people out there that are just fucking... They they feel alienated by both parties. I feel that way. I don't I don't identify with just about anything the Democrats are doing right now. I look at the GOP and I hardly agree with anything the GOP is doing right now. But I'm also not someone that would be like, well, I, I'll join the Patriot Party because that sounds dumb. Uh, I, I, I'm in a weird spot politically.
1: Um, as yeah, but an American it, the, voter. it doesn't just because there's a third party. Doesn't automatically mean that those who are disaffected by both the Democrats and the Republicans will well, gravitate way. to the third party, right? So if exactly. like me as a as a socialist, um, someone who has more libertarian tendencies, um, individualism and democracy, um, I am not. If a third party comes up and it's the Patriot Party that's representative of Donald Trump's right wing reactionary authoritarian tendencies it doesn't necessarily mean that the third party is where i'm going to gravitate to because they don't reflect my ideology in in any way shape or form so i, I wouldn't say that it's gonna necessarily I, I think it may peel off some of those people who think he's funny who may otherwise vote for the the democrat mm-hmm. um some people who fall into that cult of personality whom you know otherwise would vote for the democrat but i think by and large He's just going to peel off the GOP base, right? Like the, the, the brave, like the, the people who follow Donald Trump because of, because it's Donald Trump. Sure. Are going to stick with the People's Party. Yeah. And that is a massive amount of the GOP base. And I don't, I just, I just, I see it fracturing the GOP and, um, giving the Democrats the ability to just kind of do what they want. And I I don't necessarily mean... Like, when Joe Biden says, we need a strong Republican Party, it's, he doesn't actually want a strong Demo- like Republican Party. He wants a fractured GOP so that he can do whatever he wants. And I would much rather have the GOP descend into chaos and then the the... Democratic Party split off for a socialist party so that the socialists or the leftist party also wield some power and can lend that in a sane way to the Democrats. If the Democrats follow in the footsteps of FDR, we can form a coalition, right? And while the effort. GOP, that's a huge if, but yeah. I, I, but like if, if the GOP fractures, the Democrats are going to do whatever the fuck they want. Oh yeah, because absolutely, because they know Trump's going to strut in there and take thirty percent of the GOP base, Mm -hmm. and
0: less work for them to do.
1: Yeah, they they can comfortably walk into wherever they want. Um, Like that's my concern with it.
0: Yeah, uh, I may I I I I honestly feel like this is going to be. Maybe I'm just overplaying it because of how things took place in the last few months, but feels like. In three years, I, I'm kind of curious what conversation we're having. Like, what state is the
1: GOP in? Um, if it's the difference in the four years since the Trump inauguration and now, it's going to be a complete fucking shit show. Could be. I mean, they Complete could, shit show.
0: They could figure it out. I'm, I'm hearing Nikki Haley a lot.
1: I don't think QAnon's going away. I don't think, I don't think are either, Trump's going away.
0: I, I got to tell you, and I was going to save this, but the guy who who organized QAnon on, is it on Reddit? Yeah. Uh, he literally, I'm going to pull up the, the, by the way, this is the one dude that showed up uh, at the New York I State. I saw that. <laughs> one dude. So someone got into the, the QAnon uh, message board, and all these people were waiting for something to happen today, and nothing happened. And they were panicking and somebody got screenshots and was was distributing them over Twitter. Uh, Kevin Ruse at Kevin Ruse with two O's um, was posting screenshots of this. Mm-hmm. And the Ron Watkins, who's I guess he's the admin of QAnon's uh, message board. Mm-hmm. Uh, he pulled the plug and told followers to go back to your lives and that we gave it our all. Now we need to keep our chins up and go back to our lives. And he's done. He's out. They There was a thing I saw here. um that the uh q and on the, the the how this all started back in it's of october 2017 on the 4chan thing um i always think of the lady on cnn she's like what's this 4chan thing and i <laughs> it got mocked on on youtube but when that when that started and then the queue stopped posting things right after the election was over and just went just went quiet and i i know i it, it Maybe maybe it keeps going. I don't know. But like I, I sent Sean a text uh, like last week. It was right before uh, it was right around the, the capital siege happening, I think. And there was this like text thread that was circulating and it caught my attention uh, at my place of business because uh, a person that I work with knows I follow politics and goes, Hey, what do you think about this text threat? And I sent it to Sean and I said, I'm thinking about putting this on Twitter and Sean talked me out of it. And I'm glad Sean did because it was really dumb. (laughs) And it was essentially asserting that Trump was going to sign the insurrection act and that they were going to channel an announcement through the, FCC, and don't panic when you when you hear the emergency <laughs> broadcast system going off in your home and on your phone, and everything's okay. Just stay safe and stay in your home. And and I, I I texted back to Sean, going, I don't know how I breathe the same oxygen as these people, and I live on the same planet as them. And I'm looking through these threads, Sean, today, and there was people going like but they said this was going to happen they said that the that trump was going to sign this act and that that th- there was legitimately people, Sean, that thought today that with all those people gathered at the inauguration that like Hillary Clinton was going to get arrested and mm-hmm. that all these people were going to be taken away in cuffs that are a part of like these pedophile rings and and all these things fucking Alex Jones of all people on his show on InfoWars said this is dumb I'm not talking about it anymore. Everybody that was associated with QAnon was wrong. They kept saying all these things were going to happen, and they didn't happen. I'm done with it. When Alex, when you lose Alex Jones,
1: yeah, that's that's pretty. He's just mad that the grift got out of his pocketbook. That's all. <laughs> he wasn't able to make money on it. But no, the, I hear what you're saying. Um, I just don't I don't think think it's know. A thing anymore. I it's don't know more. how these folks could create for themselves an universe in which that story is true. And I don't think that they have a, a solid understanding of how the federal government works. Of course they do. That, that it is not this, like, secret cabal of... Well, it is a little bit of a secret cabal of people, but it's not this ultra-elite amount of people who for whom every plan goes well it is a shit show of a massive organization that can barely tie its own shoes and so uh to keep secret massive efforts like this um is it's just completely impossible so this this scenario is implausible right of course um and and not to say that some aspects of it like uh Jeffrey Epstein was an alleged pedophile, and owned a sex trafficking ring, yeah. um, ran a sex trafficking ring, and may have been um, actively working for intelligence agencies. That may all be true. It seems, I'm relatively convinced it is. And it is also true that Hillary Clinton, Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, and a shitload of very famous people all got their photos taken with jeffrey epstein it doesn't necessarily mean that all the Democrat, like, like you, you, these the i don't know how this universe gets created
0: well that's the problem is that there, there are times where you will find validity in some of these crazy fucking things yeah that's, and then yeah. people will use that as ammo to say well if that happened then why can't the this kernel be of
1: truth the bin, yeah yeah and I mean,
0: And that's what makes it dangerous is that, yes, occasionally there will be moments where someone will crack through and and find the truth and expose that truth. But that doesn't mean every fucking thing that you're reading on the Internet. I mean, (laughs) that that text thread had a link to like a so I mean,
1: yeah, it was weird. It was crazy. Right. It was straight. Crazy. It was nuts. the, The my frustration or my my fear, though, is like my interactions on Twitter. Are with people who are assholes, or one well, um, argue it's Twitter, right? But like, there comes a level at which like you're you're getting into uh, this QAnon universe that the more you argue with the QAnon universe, folks, the more entrenched in their beliefs that they come, and there's no outward, there's no lifeline for them any longer to escape it. Oh, yeah. And so that was my, that was my like, do I like, would I really like making fun of QAnon folks? You bet. You betcha. You bet. Like I just do not understand the how people have the ability to create an entire universe and then choose to go into message boards, anonymous message boards to support their anonymous, their their universe creation myths. Whew, it's nutso. Like, it's fucking nutso. Uh, but I, I don't want to contribute to that on Twitter because I don't want to drive them further into it. Sure. Now, I will make fun of Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Man. Boebert who are going to be two of the top people that I'm going to loathe and despise for the next two years, at least until maybe Lauren Boebert goes to fucking prison. Um,
0: Was Lauren the one that was going to... Draft the articles of impeachment immediately for Donald Trump, or was that
1: that's Marjorie Taylor Green? Marjor- okay, yeah, yeah, she was. Did and she
0: do it today? I thought that was happening today. Think, was- I think so. Okay, I know Ooh.
1: she has them drafted. I don't know if she's delivered them to Nancy Pelosi. Ah, cool. Good luck with that. Lo- Lauren Bobert is. They're both QAnon. They're both. They've ah. both supported and said QAnon shit. So, Lauren totally Bobert-
0: rational adults that right. they are. Yeah, absolutely.
1: L- Lauren Bobert um, is apparently, oh. allegedly um the congressperson or one of the congress people who has taken who has who took some of the insurrectionists on uh tours of the capital. yeah
0: they're doing an investigation so i'm sure they'll uh
1: so we will see that is something uh, that i cannot substantiate Sean, those are the rumors
0: you're gonna let the liberal media tell you who actually was part of that and yeah, exactly that's no
1: the, i'll let them tell me like like the, they fucking posted on Parler and and Gab and Facebook and Twitter their faces. They yeah. said, fuck yeah, we're fucking doing it and I do it again. The and best then, part like,
0: about Parler is, is the, the. so like I, I had a qualm this week about leaving WhatsApp to go to uh, Signal at the, the suggestion of Elon Musk because there's Signal and then there's Telegram and he was pushing mm-hmm. Signal. Mm-hmm. And then Signal had about ten million installs and went to like forty to fifty in the span of a week after WhatsApp revealed all these privacy issues.
1: Yeah, and I was Facebook. I was, the Facebook messaging service has yeah, exactly. privacy exactly. issues. No exactly. way. No
0: way. Not at all. No, no way.
1: fucking way. No
0: fucking way. And I had this qualm because I'm I'm now switching to Signal, and it crashes for a couple of days. But I, you know, I'm not going to be a dick about it. I'll stick with it. But then I'm seeing the stories about how parlor was definitely not encrypted and it was so easy for people to pull location (laughs) tracking because that is the new thing with both android and ios is the enabling of all these permissions in these Mm -hmm. apps when you install these apps and you can just fucking pull as much data as you want to and all those dumb fucks that went into the Capitol, and yes, if you went into the Capitol, you're a fucking idiot. If you're listening to this, there was somebody locally here in, in our city that mm-hmm. got arrested the other day. Uh, fuck these guys, by the way, that that thought they could just walk in there and get away with it. Um, I, I know their stance is, well, they they're, they fucking work for me, so I can walk in. It's like, no, you can't walk in there that the way sounds, you did. Works. There's a there's a big difference between Sean coming on this podcast and telling me that he went into the Capitol and demanded to have like a meeting with somebody. Versus what those fucking dumb fucks did, uh, yeah. you know, a couple weeks ago. But that's besides the point. I'm loving the fact that whoever was in charge of Parler didn't think that encryption part through, and just essentially created the easiest tracking system for the a uh, law enforcement. I mean, like literally, and if you're, you and
1: and if you were verified on Parler, you had to give them your social security exactly. information. Exactly.
0: What a bunch of fucking idiots. I mean, they, they this idea that they didn't know what they were doing like when, when when I saw all this shit in Twitter that day I was like these dummies are just geofencing themselves for the yep. rest of their lives for, for these these criminal acts that they're committing Yep. And they, and, and they legitimately didn't even think about it didn't even cross their mind that's how dumb these people were like they just like the and, and I'm not going to get too deep into the water but Sean knows exactly what I'm talking about when, when it comes to geofencing data and it's fucking frightening the amount of data you can pull when you want yeah. to. And these dummies went into the Capitol with walking GPS units on them.
1: Yep. And posted- not only not only like just so you know, it's not like a phone was detected in this location. It's because you have your phone and they know on open source data that you have double opted in or you've given your permissions or you signed it all away. Like I have a, a, a friend and I do business development. It's a client of mine that that they have 300 different fields of data they can populate based on your open source information that's tied to the geolocation of your phone at your home. So they know this device that's putting off this data information has stayed at this address for more than a few nights. This is probably their home. What's that address? Here it is. Here's the address. There's a credit card information. There's his name. And then they start tying it to everything else. So it's like skip tracing. But then they have this neat little pile of shit. And then you can use that data for whatever you want. But also it's all open source shit. So it's not hard to replicate that for no, law enforcement. No. And I'm going to have to call my congressperson to say. oh, well, There should be no promotions at the FBI. For closed cases this year from the capital incursion because it's just too fucking easy. You can't it's, just have some asshole who's working extra overtime closing fucking case after case. Like, no, they took a picture of themselves. They posted it on fucking Instagram. They said, hey, we're doing insurrection. You, 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 you can't get a win off of that. It's too fucking easy.
0: I, I've been part of like legit data litigation and the amount of work that I have to do to prevent or not prevent but present that data is heavy Mm -hmm. the fbi and law enforcement were legitimately gifted this information (laughs) i I mean it's just fucking amazing at the level of stupidity that these people
1: but it's not but i can't blame them for that stupidity right like it's that again they don't know the corporations are allowed to do that. Like, but but now we're having just be it could just be easily said. There could be a fucking law that says the data rights of a person generated by their phone, where they go on the internet, the sites they visit, how long they're there, the data location or the geolocation of their device and their phone is their data. And you cannot. Yeah. You like they're, there should be a law where you are be. in charge yeah. of your data. And and companies like Facebook, basically, folks, if you're on the internet and somebody's offering you a free service, you are the product. Yep. Like it's 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 that fucking simple. You gotta know your and into Twitter, simple. yeah. Instagram. What sucks What's that? is
0: that as we're having this conversation, I've been when I while well, I've been driving around uh, our city, I've been I've been seeing these big uh, billboards, the digital billboards that are t- against big tech and saying, "Don't let big tech take away your free speech," and "Don't let big tech do this." And remember Tian- Tiananmen Square and all this like free speech <sighs> I seen stuff. Those. Dude, they're everywhere. Uh, I've seen in em. Cedar Rapids. Um, and and, and well, I don't and, go I don't, anywhere. So and I have this. I have this. Well, yeah, that's that's true. Um, I have this like qualm where I'm like, yeah, I agree with with some of the, the things that, and a lot of it is stemming from the fact that that Trump got banned from from Twitter and then immediately got removed off all these other platforms. But that's now become the new easy narrative to set. And it's not really a narrative. It's happening. But a lot of it is eh, kind of bending. It's it's there, there. There's a lot of I like to call it bobbing and weaving in politics where you can take something very simple and you can twist it to your benefit. And that's Mm -hmm. what they're doing right now with with the Twitter banning right now. And they're using that to say, hey, they're this is here. Here it comes that this is this is the first phase. This is this is the red flag. We got to be careful, you know, and I I honestly I I wasn't really uh, I wasn't really supportive of Twitter banning Trump. I laughed at it, but Mm -hmm. I wasn't super like excited about it because even I was like, oh, geez, this is this is kind of weird. It was very weird, actually. Yeah, that, that we experienced that. But they, it was also a reactionary decision to a situation that we never thought we would see in our lifetime. And it happened. So they had to do something. So they thought, okay, we're, we're going to go ahead and do this. They're not banning fucking Ann Coulter and people like that off Twitter. There's there's a couple. Yeah. I, I'm definitely, I mean, I've definitely like, there was, there's been shadow banning. Like anybody that tells you that shadow banning didn't exist on Twitter is lying because there's evidence and proof of it. But they can, they're, at the end of the day, though. It's you don't have to use that platform like this idea that you're it's kind of like what you were talking about earlier about interactions with people on Twitter. You don't have to put yourself in that position. You don't have to be on Twitter. But yeah, but if they ban you from that platform because you're saying there something is he doesn't like I, that's I do weird. agree with you.
1: I, I had like a little like a, I had some gleeful moments where I was like, ah,
0: fucker, he's so mad he can't tweet. Yeah, but it's funny, but it's kind of but uh,
1: at the same time. I was very, I am very worried, and and I um I've listened to like listened to a lot of podcasts, um, and I've read some articles about this, but none cemented it as as firmly in my mind as Glenn Greenwald, um, the that, the, and I'm gonna par- I, I'm not even gonna try and paraphrase, but I'm gonna give you the gist. The size and scope of companies like Amazon. Twitter, Facebook, um, where the they control the speech on their platforms, but their platforms are so large and so ubiquitous that it is a public square, and for an unelected, uh, non-democratic process to determine how any of that speech is managed, monitored. Um, policed or enforced is a really hard thing for me to support when they start banning people because you're right it was Trump but it was also they shut down the the Twitter accounts and Facebook accounts of a lot of people who are pushing QAnon I think it's a malignant force but what happens if in 2028 Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez runs for Congress someone whom I agree with and she runs on the platform of um, breaking up Twitter, Facebook, Google, Amazon, Microsoft, yeah, and taxing the living fuck out of them, and billionaires, and a punitive tax, and, and 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 all the socialist things that I want, right? Um, and they remove her.
0: Yeah, that's and it's 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 possible. There's no they, yeah.
1: That be or you know, Bernie was talking about and Glenn brought this up, like Bernie was talking about revolution. We need us we need a revolution, we need a revolution. And they said that's inciting violence. Yeah. And we removed him and his message and his platform and his ability to speak. Because Trump's part of Trump's power was being able to speak directly to his eighty million followers, right? Mm, yeah. And so there is a big problem with companies. Um and again, Parler... um, didn't have any, they did have a, a community guidelines, but they wouldn't police that speech on their platform and Amazon removed their s- everything for like They're hosting yeah. Google decided to remove it from Android platforms. Apple decided to move it from their platforms. Amazon reminded, decided to remove it from their hosting and they were adamant about their free speech right that that they were going to allow that free speech on their site, and it just so happens that conservatives were using it, and okay. so there is a problem I have with the way that these that these companies are allowed to grow in their power to become the arbiters of free speech outside of a democratic process that yeah. we have set up as a as a country, and while I enjoyed. In a hedonistic little way. The the <laughs> like the like laying knowing like Donald well, he, Trump's he so mad, his, his Twitter's gone, right?
0: He built his presidency around it. So I mean
1: that He did. The tool he used to build his presidency, I like enjoyed the fact that he lost it. Yeah. But also it's a it is it is and we didn't hear much from him for the last week, right? No. Almost nothing.
0: And that's what that guy in Bill Maher was putting but, out. He's like now that he doesn't have these platforms to just say whatever the fuck he wants we're gonna hear less and less of him but is that a should we be cheering for that
1: no we should not i mean i the the on the the corporations um who are built to protect their own interests because it wasn't until their interests were coming under threat that they start to censor donald trump right and um i think i think they censored they censored Marjorie one of Marjorie Taylor Greene's accounts, and she got it back. But the you cannot trust corporations with power. And just because they did something that I think is, I think is good, doesn't mean I should trust. Or I I think sh- I, I I take that back. I don't think it's good. But something that benefits me that I think. Is at, at like my core, I think, is a good thing that Donald Trump isn't able to incite the violence that he was going to incite or incite the mob in the way that he likes or is able to. It doesn't mean it's good overall for corporations to have that level of power. It's creepy. Yeah. Right? Like, like what, um, the Daily Stormer is a, a white nationalist neo Nazi website, and GoDaddy, like, kicked them off their servers. Like, I mean they kicked them off their servers, so they said you have 24 hours to take your shit somewhere else, you're not coming here. Yeah. Um Amazon removed Parlor. Right? Like they just shut down their entire business. So what happens if your business is um what happens if your business is telecommunications? And you're you're providing a co-op in which the city owns, or the the inhabitants of a city, or the or customers are co-ops, own you know part of the telecommunications industry in your area, and it provides gig up, gig down uh, service, like uh, South then, Slope, yeah, like Cedar Falls to, Utilities, yeah, and, and they, Amazon decides to destroy you,
0: or they decide to maybe filter content for you. Uh, right, where you could technically get around it with a VPN, but if you're not aware of how to do that, they could start to say, "You know what, Sean? I don't think it's a good idea for you to be going to this QAnon message board. So I'm going to go ahead and and just add that to your filter, so you can't you can't get to yep. it anymore."
1: Socialism is damn. Socialism is damning to America, or the People's Party is damning, damaging to America. It, the corporations being able to decide that they're the arbiters of what is, is or is not good for America is not good for America. And, that was the and I think they debate, should be broken yeah. up.
0: Yeah, the FCC debate that kind of rose up a few and, years ago, that was yep. exactly what it was talking about. It was like, yep. no, you're not going to fucking tell me what I can do and can't do on the internet, and it's, and uh, it's uh,
1: Section 230, I think it's Section 230, of the laws that the, the GOP is wanting to erase right now. So, and again, this is uh, an explanation from from Glenn Greenwald and uh, Zephyr Teachout that Section 230 should apply to people who promote media, mm-hmm. right? Or I'm sorry, Section 230 should apply to people who carry media. So if I have on my platform um, a post that Adam makes and it's about QAnon and it's completely insane – I'm not liable that Adam posted a QAnon post, but if I use my algorithm and I shove Adam's QAnon post to Joe Rogan listeners, I'm now liable for promoting Adam's insanity to people that I'm trying to, that algorithm is influencing their engagement with my platform, which makes me money, and now I'm liable for that. So that's the point at which If you drive down into Section 230 and you're actually trying to do something good for America, would be taking that algorithm that pushes people, you know, going from, this is the, you know, the Joe Rogan to Sam Harris and Dan Bongino and um, um, Ben, what's his name? Shapiro. Ben Shapiro and then on to Gavin McGinnis and the proud boys and then white nationalists and Taryn Southern, right? Like the algorithm drives you there and the engagement with Joe Rogan and those people. And then the algorithm drives you there. And then the way that they all work together, you know, keeps driving you further out or on my side. Right. Um, somebody interviews AOC and then it starts pushing you Bernie and then it starts pushing you majority yeah. report and TYT and if i'm being fair on both sides my i feel like my side's trying to give people healthcare and the other one's trying to kick all the non-white skin people out of the country but um, the the fact remains like the algorithm drives people to radicalization and there was i forget the statistic but there was a rather l- large amount of people who started believing in QAnon was because the Facebook algorithm presented them with QAnon Mm -hmm. Right. So um, breaking up big tech and stopping them from pushing things out on an algorithm, making it available like it's still available. So I can have this QAnon quarter of the Internet, but I have to like it has to be organically driven by the people who are pushing QAnon, not an algorithm who knows that. If you go down this QAnon rabbit hole, I can hook you for eleven hours a day watching. It's so funny how YouTube it started videos. too,
0: because it wasn't. It was the whole idea of social media was like, oh, I can, I can kind of right. connect, and I can keep in touch with people, and now it's just grown to this monster where it makes you an addict. You know, you're I
1: remember like, the person who told me to get on on Facebook. had worked with him at the Park District in Illinois, and he was like. It was like the summer before we all go off to college. And he's like, everybody's got to get on Facebook. I'm trying to get everybody on it. His name is Brian. He's like, I'm trying to get everybody on it so we can all keep in touch. And I was like, man, fuck that shit. I'm going to go to college and I'm going to have a great time. And then I got on it and I got addicted to Facebook. Just See, like
0: everybody I, got, else. I got I I got, got duped with the exclusivity of Facebook and that you yeah. couldn't have a Facebook account unless you had a college email. So I was like, oh, I'm special. I'm in yeah. college. I got a college summer
1: email. Summer 05, baby.
0: If it was actually oh four for me, actually it was even, oh
1: wow or, early adapter oh, there. I was
0: like an early early adapter, and then when they opened it up to him, I'm like, it well, this was, it is. it was
1: all cool. of Harvard, Yale, Princeton, and Adam here. Look well, at you go.
0: You, well, when they when your fucking mom and your dad are on Facebook, you're like, uh, wait, what? And it just it kind of it it shifted obviously. And there's a great documentary right. about this that goes through the process of this expansion and how it grew and how. I mean, Barack Obama was the first one to really take advantage of Facebook. I mean, I mean, hundred percent. That's a huge reason why he was able to push mm-hmm. the vote. But it has grown into this weird thing, uh, and and now now they're trying to figure it out. But it is going to be interesting. I I do like that you made that point about big tech with like AOC because right now it's a GOP talking point, but. Mm-hmm four years from now, it might be a progressive talking point. And then you're going to have right. progressives and conservatives agreeing on a topic, but maybe the conservatives will switch their, they'll go, actually, no, we don't because they, they just can't, they can't force themselves to agree on anything right now, but it's going to be interesting to see if that flips or if that stays the same. Um, yeah. cause it's, it's a concern. Did you want to, li- did you, first of all, did you uh, listen to Joe Biden's inauguration today or did you even,
1: I watched it. I was, I was having eight people, critique the way that i was like (laughs) i don't like man manipulating a powerpoint and and like as the millennial is the only one who knew how to embed a video and they're like oh you gotta click here fuck off no i know how to embed a video
0: all while uh old man by the way uh joe biden is the oldest president is he at 78 years old our youngest is still jfk at 43 i thought obama beat out jfk but i guess he was a little bit older he was
1: like 44 45 Oh, should we wrap this and keep it to a manageable level and then we
0: I was about to but we're we Oh, go at, ahead sorry uh, we're at a little we're close to an hour and a half I think okay we're getting, we're right. getting close to it so um I know because we've been we've been mindful of that because people have been telling us that we go too long um but d- did you want did you did you want listen to any of it because Chris Wallace called it. The best inauguration speech he's ever heard since JFK. I don't I don't know if I would put it in that category. <laughs> Chris Wallace was really all about this speech today. It was it was a it was a fine speech. It didn't blow me away. Um, but it it was it was a lot about um, trying to unite the country or at least calm down and take a breath kind of vibe. So I could play like a couple, like I don't know, 15, 20 seconds of this highlight if you want to. Sure. Yeah, let's see. Okay.
3: So here's uh here's our new president Joe Biden today, today- inauguration. On this January day, my whole soul is in this, bringing America together, uniting our people, uniting our nation. And I ask every American to join me in this cause. Uniting to fight the foes we face, anger, resentment and hatred, extremism, lawlessness, violence, disease joblessness and hopelessness with unity we can do great things important things. we can right wrongs we can put people to work in good jobs we can teach our children in safe schools we can overcome the deadly virus we can reward reward work and rebuild the middle class and make health care secure for all we can deliver racial justice and we can make America once again, the leading force for good in the world. So it was a lot of
0: this stuff. Um wasn't uh wasn't wasn't, you know, a terrible speech by any means, but it was a lot of the, you know, we wanna unify I, I did I'm trying to remember who said this. Um somebody was referring to they, they called it thinly veiled wording in his speech that was basically saying, if you were a conservative and you were supportive of this like you know you know patriot party kind of shit that we were talking about this Mm -hmm. like you know lawless you know like it it, you know you you could describe it in a bunch of different ways but that he was intentionally targeting those people and saying like get fucked essentially and if that's the goal then why would i want to you know why would i want to listen to i mean you know the the people that that, i
1: didn't i I didn't pick that up i mean i felt like it was the constant like, just that little bit was the constant, like, aspirational message of empty platitudes yeah. with zero track record of performance or next zero track record of performance to actually stand up to the forces in America that are keeping us from having that, right? Like, there's there was nothing there that was different from the 27,000 people that were running for president. Meaning like meaningful, meaningful difference, right? Like Pete Buttigieg could have given that speech. That may have been a fucking Pete Buttigieg campaign trail speech in like Iowa or New Hampshire a year ago, right? Like I'm, I'm just unimpressed by platitudes like that. If maybe if he'd come out, do you think if he'd come out and said after the shit that we've seen and we just had section 230 discussion if you'd have come out and said something specific like after the shit we've seen with section 230 we have got to stop the divisiveness we have got to stop the people who are who are manufacturing these crises in our media and in our in our uh, uh social media companies we have got to go away from section 230 we have got to blow up section 230 for people who have algorithms that push you to the extremes of the internet to get you hooked there, to get you uh, continuing to engage with their platform so that they can make money off of your angst, off of your worry, and off of your data, off of your everything they can hoover out of your life. We're going to stop that. Like, if there was specificity of yeah, where he's going to go... Yeah. like. Then I'll listen to it and I'll give it any kind of time of day. But like, I just don't That's have a time of day for the Joe Biden type speech. It's like, we have to do better and be good and have nice things and be nice to one another. And I, I we're wonder, Americans. So I that makes it, us better.
0: I wonder if it's just because people were so used to the, the Trump uh, style that to hear because someone joke like, wait a second. Is the president using complete sentences right now? Like, what's going yeah, on? Yeah, but if you're president? fooled by that, fuck, man.
1: Like, I know, I would be. You're, like, if if someone's fooled by like, oh, Joe Biden uses complete sentences, he's a fucking king. Yeah, man. I know. But come on. I know. You gotta. You have to think a little bit deeper. You have to analyze a little bit deeper for like, yes, he is saying, go fuck yourself, poor's. <laughs> very well right like
0: but a polite way yes he's saying politely
1: saying poors fuck off yeah but but like like, you know what i mean like i just don't
0: but you think though that you can't i mean maybe i'm wrong but when you're doing the inauguration speech i don't know if that's the time to start saying the stuff that you just said maybe that comes you know in a few weeks in a few months Uh, But I don't know if unless, you know, like you said, though, but
1: you can you can manage you can massage that message in a way. Sure. That does both the bringing together, because I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter what political ideology you are. You can look at a bank who charges you for access to your money and say, fuck you. You can look at the social media companies because everybody knows what they do, right? Like, it's no secret. You can look at the media companies who are constantly buying up more more and more and more and more and more and more and more to have more control over the media narrative, to have more leverage and persuasion over our politics. And, like, people may not understand the mechanics that are at play, but they understand the idea of... Power and money perpetuating itself to keep you down. Sure. And so I don't need to say it in a socialist way. I like to do it because I like building solidarity. I think that's a cool thing to do. I think this is the way we need to go. But like I can have that critique of social media companies. And if we if we have like a bit of our section 230 clip and you want to clip that and put that on Facebook, I guarantee we'll have feedback with people going like Fuck yeah, Sean's number one Trump supporter in in Iowa. Yeah. Man, not, not, not so right. much, man. Not so Isn't much. It,
0: doesn't it kind of scare you though like you will have a hot take and people will just? Uh, he's he's a Trump guy. He's got to be a Trump guy. It's
1: like no. no, but but you can have a nuanced opinion. Yeah, you can and just and the analysis of what we see in the world. I can have the same analysis of what we see in the world of the media's broke, social media, tech giants own our comp- or our corporate, our corporations own our country yeah right and and that there's no that analysis can be correct and both left and right can see it Mm -hmm. but then we get into the how do we break them up or how how do we use the levers of power available to us as a as people as parties and as a government to ensure that we level the playing field for everyone Break them up antitrust anti-monopoly uh, laws that we have on the books that can solve that problem relatively quickly uh, relatively easily how do we leverage that and how do we employ it and that's where we kind of get get at loggerheads, but the analysis can be universal and I hope that people understand that that like the analysis of understanding what the way this can be it doesn't have to be a Shawnee the lefty analysis. The, yeah. i may up. have said it but uh, I
0: was imagining like a little shawnee the lefty puppet that just kind of pops up I'm like i'm gonna talk to you about the communist manifesto today and then just hello
1: friends, <laughs> hello, friends. hello friends let's talk about marxism <laughs> have you ever heard of the means of production or have you looked at history as a as a uh, conflict between the haves and the have nots? How
0: much money would it cost me to make a Sean the Lefty puppet and just have it constantly in the background of my i I, I might have to invest in just have the little Sean the Lefty puppy pop up or but, puppy the puppet. Uh I have to share this with you before we close. So Chris Wallace thought that was like the greatest inauguration speech ever. There were some people on Twitter, believe it or wow. not. Wow,
1: but just so you know, um sorry. Between one hundred and fifty and four hundred dollars, according to Etsy,
0: to make a puppet. Okay,
1: to no. make a puppet All of right. myself. So gonna... we're gonna have to have a lot more advertisers.
0: Well, yeah, but <laughs> but I think it would be worth it to have a little Sean puppet uh, to my uh, over my shoulder. Have
1: you kids heard of the Communist Manifesto? <laughs> it was revolutionary. We
0: could have our own little segment. That'd be fun. So uh, I'm sure you knew this was coming. There was going to be some people that are not thrilled with Joe Biden becoming uh, the the president uh, officially yeah. sworn in today. Uh, this woman, uh, in particular was not a fan. So I'll let you, uh, I'll let, I love to find these videos and just watch Sean's face. That's basically why I'm playing this, but the, here we go. This is a woman who clearly is a Donald Trump supporter. That was not a fan. Today.
3: President Trump. If you see this, please save us. She's
0: crying profusely.
3: I don't even see our American flag anymore. Biden's talking with some kind of crazy flag. This is America. This is our land. Tears. Please, President Trump. Please, please, I hope you have a plan. God, please save us. Save us from the devil, please. The devil. Uh, Y'all about to have a panic attack. this is our country our country this is awful god please save us please
0: this and obviously you know it look and some so people in comments are like okay clearly you know yeah. she, she may not be mentally stable to begin with so maybe we should be poking fun at somebody that could be but i i tend to believe that she's not like schizophrenic or anything like that i just this is right. someone who looks pretty i mean this is this is the far end of brainwashing like i i'm sharing oxygen with people that circulate really dumb text message threads that's pretty dumb but this is like okay when you're looking at this inauguration today and you're saying like the devil's take cuz i i th- i think i told you i i ran across a dude on facebook who was like some kind of a pastor or something he's like calm down everybody jesus is taking the wheel donald trump's going to remain president for the next 4 years don't mm-hmm. pay no mind to what the media is saying. Joe Biden didn't win, and there was there was a lot of that sentiment going on the last few months. And then, of course, you know Rudy Giuliani lost all the cases. Uh, he's been shunned. That whole process is done and out now. Uh, but you're seeing this stuff though, and like I, I was watching this, and I was like, "Whew, this is an easy one to make fun of," and I definitely did. I went, "Hey, they're not handling it well." But it's like, wow. Like that's that's a, that's another level of like, I can't like like you were upset obviously when Donald Trump won, but you weren't yeah. screaming into your smartphone that the devil was, no. you know. I
1: I have I have a a, and we kind of we you and I spoke about this right before the podcast started a little bit. I have a a a bit of a duality of reaction in, inside myself of. Sure, I'd wanting, have. wanting mm-hmm. very mm-hmm. badly, to gleefully dance in front of these people that their harmful, awful ideology lost, and that they're losers, and I want to scream it and I want to laugh in her face as she cries. You wanna dunk but on also, them. I want to dunk on them. But I, I don't think that that's productive, no. and it doesn't help what I'm, what I want to build in the world. That is a, that is. A world more full of love and understanding of solidarity
0: i hate you by the way because you're starting to fucking rub off on me and it drives me nuts because i love it (laughs)
1: yes that's the whole point
0: can i tell you something right now as and i'm we're going to close with this i retweeted this video earlier today laughing going like this person's nuts they're they're citing the devil and then i'm re-watching it with you again going like oh this isn't good this is this person's unwell, and then I and I I went from the mentality of I want to make fun of this person to maybe maybe we need to not do that. Like, but here, here's like, the thing: if to, I
1: if I hearken back to our discussion with Ashley Van Orney on our last podcast, where she yes. was saying that it it is polite to talk politics at the at the table. It is sure. polite like it is not a third rail you have like i want this woman to have someone in her life who comes in and comforts her and says what's what are you scared of like what is it that joe biden represents that you see in joe biden that you think he represents Lucifer. That scares you like yeah. this. Like what what is it about the Democratic Party? Because the thing about the Democratic Party that scares me is they're feckless assholes who have no understanding how to wield power and have an inability to wield it against people that are their donors, right? Like that but like what are you scared of? Because like let's have a conversation about historical reality or let's do some research outside of 8chan, right? Or wherever you've been getting this. Let's talk about that. Let's help you work through these emotions because they're real. I can see that you're having them. Just because I feel that they're irrational doesn't mean that they're there. And I want to spread that love and solidarity to help you feel more at ease with the fact that Joe Biden's probably going to do almost literally nothing. And it's not going to have... The only way it's going to have an effect on your life is a negative one where a corporation fills that void. So... So let's let's bring it back and I want somebody to be there to help her walk, work through it. And so like there is a bit of me that wants to dunk on them. And and if it was somebody who was um more like the horns guy, yeah, from the, yeah. From the or like, Senate. Or like I the would dunk them. on that motherfucker so hard. But yeah. I've never seen this woman before. She's no, not I, been offensive to me, and just no. because she believes this stuff and she's generally distraught about it, I have a little bit more soft-hearted reaction.
0: There's to her. a big difference between the dude that wears the Trump flag as like a cape,
1: versus the Q shaman, yeah, the Q yeah, shaman.
0: There's there's, there's there's some of those people, but I mean,
1: now if you show me uh, what a video of this woman, like. Lighting across on somebody's fucking yeah. porch, yeah. like I will have a very different reaction. Oh, but this is, a different soul, this is the sole, this is the sole time that I've seen any information about this woman, and she's having a real hard time, a real oh, emotional she posted moment. Posted it to the I'm,
0: internet so she wanted people to share with her. So that's the other thing too. It's like she kind of yeah. put this out there, so I don't feel that bad. It to but, herself,
1: but yeah. also she did it in the vein of being distraught and like grasping yeah. for something and she's i want looking, somebody to be there help 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 her ground it's yeah that those emotions
0: it's a cry for help and and it, it sucks to see i mean because you're right i, it's I cry
1: I, for help the fucking socialist wants to answer and comfort her with like I a little know. bit of love and socialism <gasps> and she's looking me. she's Get she's, she's looking for away from me right yeah. she's looking for somebody to shoot me in the head and i just want I know, her to have a better day
0: i know it's it's uncomfortable all right, we're gonna close on that one. It was Sean starting to fucking rub off on me, and I hate it. It's gross, but I, I can't to, tell
1: you how happy I am. I
0: wanted, to, I'm, I'm telling you right
1: now. Oh, I, had, I can't tell you. Give I another had, year, Adam's gonna be a commie lefty like me. I
0: had no, uh, no, I definitely don't think
1: Adam's gonna be a corn commie I put it on put it down now folks I
0: can promise you I will never become that that left as
1: you because that's what I I said that's what I said eight years ago we
0: haven't gotten into a lot of like because I I have a feeling when we finally do that Tulsi episode you're not gonna like some of the stuff I say about the left because it's it's pushed me away from the left it's like you gotta do that dramatically shifted me to the middle if that's even a thing but um I had every intention of playing that clip and dunking on it. And as I got 30 seconds in, I had this like, oh, uh, <laughs> like, fuck, fuck. But oh, well, I tried. I because I, that's I, I intentionally find these things going like, oh, Sean's
1: going <laughs> to
0: I have to play this. And then, oh, well, it, I gave I gave it a try. I gave it a go. All right, we will be back soon. Um, I know our, our uh, episode posting has been a little erratic. We just, with the Capitol thing happening, and then we wanted to time up something with the inauguration taking place today, yeah. and then we'll we'll get back into kind of more of a regular rotation. We're going to have some people on from different states to talk about the election. Um, Sean's done a lot of research, too, which I feel bad about, because we need to dive into some of that stuff that you've done some, you've set aside some. Yeah,
1: type. wrestling, solidarity. Solidarity, yeah. Yeah, but we both have full time jobs. I just got a new job, a new job. My existing company. So now, you know, like everybody, I'm doing three jobs because I never got rid of my last one. That's how it goes. Um, We got kids, so uh, do us a favor, go to anchor.fm slash Flyover Politics, or if you're on your whatever podcast app you were listening to, just give us a rating. It better be five stars, or we will find you, (laughs) and we will play Jay and Silent Bob music well we kick your ass
0: we will uh use that big tech algorithm against you and then we'll uh, we'll find it's you. doable yeah it's i mean it's illegal
1: but doable it's very doable it's <laughs> very doable these days <laughs> but do it like share spread the word uh we would love that we'd l- appreciate that very much absolutely we would appreciate that so
0: all all platinum. love
1: and solidarity that q anon woman but if yeah. you don't like and share this we will find you <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: we just did like a massive. Right. So I'm like, yeah, we want right. to be all like happy and healthy and that, but fuck you at the same it's time. Two
1: sides of this coin.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, I am uh, also uh, on the twitters at Adam U Sean is at Flyover Sean. I love following Sean on Twitter because. Not only will he surprise me by the things that he likes, which is another part of that algorithm that'll just pop up on my feed. It says Sean likes this. Yeah. So I'm like, Sean like that? That's great. I like these random memes. But you'll also see Sean get into these, these like random arguments with like random dudes that I love. Just I don't know why. I I love it. I I just sit there and I'm like, oh, Sean's arguing with this guy. That's great. i want to watch it. It's just so I just I just read the whole thing and look. It's 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 a good time. So. Uh, I I usually just do a lot of shit posting, so that's it's, <laughs> it's we're a little different on Twitter, but that's that's what makes it good. So he's at Flyover Sean, I'm at Adam UIowa. We will be back soon, uh, and as always, I will let Sean close this show the way that he does best.
1: Everybody, think for yourself and spread some solidarity.